An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Cold open question of the week. Sack guy Greg. Yo. You get one match. One match for all the glory and all the money that comes with it. Who do you want it to be with? Here are your two choices. The Great Muda on the retirement tour or Logan Paul? Yo, Logan Paul. <laughs> Easily. Easily. I know all the wrestling fans are going to hate me for saying uh, Logan Paul over the Great Muda on the retirement tour, but let's just be honest. Logan Paul has a huge following that I that I don't understand. I'm still not quite sure why he was interesting enough to get famous on YouTube and why that meant that he was okay. interesting enough to basically do whatever he wants with whatever big brand he wants. But um, he is, and that comes with, like you said, all the glory, all the money. So right. it's, it's if you, get, if you let him promote it, you might get really rich off this. Ben Cruz, super producer. You gotta, oh, what do you, I don't think it's even close. And, and this might be sacrilege to be against Muda, but it has to be Logan Paul, right? Because what? Everything, that, everything that Greg said is true, but this also just opens it up to a feud with his brother too. This is just money. We got to think money here, right? Exactly. So you you fight one Paul, you fight both Pauls. That's that's just easy, and you stay relevant. I did. I think I did a really bad job picking co-hosts <laughs> this week. Let's start the show. <laughs> What's going on, Jabronis? It's Pitch Mister Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season One Champion Mike Lawrence. Husky Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. 
I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening to You're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. Normally with Kaz. Kaz is out this week doing dealing with some family stuff. We're thinking about you, buddy. I am joined on the Masked Man Show, as you well know, by Stack Guy Greg, famously of the Cheap Heat podcast here on the Ringer Wrestling Show, and Ben Cruz. Uh, our what's your title, Ben? I think we I think we said super producer, right? Yeah, yeah we 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 can go with that. You know, I, I'm I'm on the Nikki Ash thing right now, so uh, let's just go with super producer. That's good. Okay, super producer's good. Ben's uh, Ben's our, our evil overlord, but he's but he's not evil. He's sort of the he's sort of the Eric Bischoff. He likes to he likes to put himself on camera in this case on microphone and and try to get over. But yeah, finally, it only took me a couple of months, but I'm glad you guys finally listened. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tune in later. He's going to be sitting on a motorcycle in black and white and challenging Peter Rosenberg to a fist fight. It's going to be great. Um, it's a big week. We got Crown Jewel coming up in a couple of days. Uh, Gigano night of uh, AEW Dynamite last night in terms of just like bullet points on our cheat sheet. Um, Ground Jewel, uh, we can start off there. A little bit, little bit touchy at the moment. A little bit touch and go, I guess. Um, some, some potential. Uh, 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 I don't even know what to say. Real world some, stuff. Real world stuff intervening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently, all the WWE folks are over there, and the shows are planned to go on as normal. They have a big conference call thing scheduled for tomorrow, so we're just going to proceed as if everything's fine, which I'm sure is the best course of action. Um, Logan Paul is going to be there. The Great Muda will not be there, which I'm sure will make you two guys very happy with that incredibly crazy decision so happy. to go with Logan not very Paul. Ha- but it'll make Roman <laughs> a lot of money. As well as it will. Question. It will. This is not the biggest news of the week, but did you catch the clip of, I mean, the clip was on TV, but people were passing it around of, Ro- of Roman just yelling at the camera on the way out of the ring the other day? We have a clip. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah. Let's play the clip. Logan Paul. I don't know if that if that was people are acting as you keep saying that was like outlawed and under the Vince McMahon regime directly addressing the camera in general. Obviously, Cena did it, but that maybe he got the pass. Uh, there is nothing. A couple of people have done this. That is just a small thing that makes it all feel more like real sports, you know, like athletes right. acknowledging a camera is present when there's a camera present uh, and using the opportunity to get themselves over. I love that. I just love that stuff. Um it- Especially with Roman Reigns, for whom every non-traditional move is like something that he excels at, right? He's great in the ring, he's great in the mic, blah, blah, blah. But it's like every time he just gets to add another little thing that like you wouldn't expect, he's just like it it makes him seem cooler. Um was it outlawed during the Vince regime though? Like because I, I feel don't like know. there's been some times where Roman would address the no, camera. No, Roman's done it before, but I, but this is this is a particularly great just like Roman's mad. Roman like I don't know. It it was uh, it was it was a big moment I thought for Roman Reigns. It's just, everything's a big moment for Roman Reigns. So he's facing R- Logan Paul and we're just going to get right off to it. Now listen. Uh, Crown Jewel has traditionally been a sort of you know, alternate universe sort of pay-per-view. Um I don't think that this one is any real exception, although 
Apparently Bray Wyatt is going to be there. They're the, the 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 dirt sheets say that he is in Saudi Arabia, that he has something he's going to do on the show. Now, this could, he could he might be a favorite of whatever Crown Prince it is and that's why he's there. Um but his presence does seem to imply that something things there will ma- things will happen there that will matter in the rest of the world. But setting that aside for one brief moment. Logan Paul, Roman Reigns, you both love Logan Paul. So so do me a favor. <laughs> can you make can either of you make the case for Logan Paul winning this match? Ooh. Uh I can't. Uh I, I I've picked Roman. I, I think there's gonna be some shenanigans involved. I think Logan's gonna be protected uh because he's <laughs> to this point still undefeated, right? But mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to walk away champion. I, I, I think that would be bizarre. And now that I've said that, it's probably going to happen. But there's just, there's no, I think I looked at the betting odds yesterday because uh, I'm that much of a degenerate. And Lo- <laughs> Roman is a minus 5,000 favorite to retain really? the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are, that's a real number. I, I'm not making that up. That's, a, that's from Wait, a betting site. Is there site. a limit? I get is, there, is there a cap on the bet? I mean, there ha- usually there's like a $50 cap on wrestling bets. Is there, is it Katie? Oh, uh, I, how do you? I haven't explored further, but I will after the, after we record this pod. But uh, I, I'm I'm down to put a couple you know couple thousand on Roman to uh, to retain. He's 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 leaving with the title. Yeah. And minus five thousand, they're just begging you to take. I mean, how can you not put some money on Logan Paul? I mean, if it pays out, that's like. <laughs> I mean, be bet, betting on betting on wrestling is just shocking in general. Uh, I'm willing to do it if we uh, if we decide to go down that route. But I'm just I'm just transferring information. What you all do with it uh, from here is, is is your own. But uh, I'm kind of in. I'm, I'm kind of in. Greg, is and, there any way Logan Paul wins? Listen, realistically, right? There's no way. There's no way. We are Survivor Series War Games is next, and then right after that, with Day One being canceled, we are basically full speed towards the road to WrestleMania. Right? You got the Rumble. You got whatever they do in between the Rumble and WrestleMania, and then we're in Hollywood. So it makes no sense to take the titles off of Roman just in terms of where we are in the year. But for argument's sake, let's just say there's more to it with these steel pins that Paul Heyman mentioned, right? Mm -hmm. And let's just say, because we've all been watching wrestling long enough to, to sort of know that the way the match is going to play out is how they do all the little underdog versus champion matches, right? Where he gets underestimated to an extent, gets a little flurry. He gets the champion down for 2.85. And then the champion reminds everybody why he's the champion. But let's just say that they want to do like a a soft reset, right? Let's just say they want to do something with those championships and and have Logan Paul go on that media tour, have him post it up and put the belts on impulsive (laughs) to show his fans and then boost the brand that way. Right. Because listen, this is the wrestling business. So if there's a path that makes dollars and cents, then it makes sense. So, I'm glad you mentioned impulsive because the answer to what Ben raised, we have war games coming up. I mean, if you really want to fantasy book this thing, Logan Paul's got his brother. He's got the impulsive team, which is not a word that's uh, that I know outside of the Google search I just did. Um, <laughs> right. 
You could imagine, I mean, if they really wanted to do it, I guess they could do like a, like a, uh, I don't know, misfits in WCW thing or like, uh, you know, or um, No Limit Soldiers where there's like one dude who can wrestle and everybody else just runs around like schmazzing the whole thing up. Um, yeah, it's a, no, Roman Reigns is going to win. Of course. Um, the question is, like Ben said, how do you protect Logan Paul? Um presuming that's that that's an objective and and then secondarily how do you make the match interesting or i guess more importantly how do you make the match interesting um but i think that it's i mean listen there's something sort of freeing about a match where you where it's a foregone conclusion right we always i feel like there's always everybody always references myself included uh, in a million different ways the famous like jeff hardy triple h match from back in the day i guess jeff hardy could have won that but but these matches where you know the you you are sure of the outcome it can still raise the drama to a ridiculous degree, right? All they have to do is get a bug in your head. Hey, Logan Paul is not going to win this match, but if somebody totally ridiculous was going to beat Roman Reigns, there's a certain logic to it being Logan Paul, right? Because no and one really understands the, 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 the hold he has over WWE and the audience. And Roman has an ace up his sleeve, right? Sort of, right? The fact that he is Roman, he is like the the you use the word overlord to describe Ben, but Roman really is that on WWE TV. So why doesn't he just pull a Triple H? Right, Triple H lost to Jericho in a <laughs> match that was unlikely that Jericho sure. would win. Triple H did not like that result. Dragged the ref out. It was reversed. That title reign is not recognized. Yeah, that's a that's a way to do it. You know, to take the finish. titles off yeah. of Roman, even, even if momentarily. And it what keeps everybody think? interesting. So let's assume Roman Reigns wins. Roman Reigns goes on to do some sort of war game situation in Survivor Series. Roman Reigns then presumably takes a couple of months off uh, and shows back up at the Rumble or maybe waits until WrestleMania. Who knows? Um I think we I think we can pretty much pencil Roman Reigns into at least one WrestleMania main event at this point. What do we think Logan Paul is going to be doing come WrestleMania time? Little Seth Rollins, little US title action. I, I think that would that would be nice. I mean, Seth is on a heater right now. He's, he blonde Seth is back. Mm -hmm. um, Should have led with that hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, giving him a a shot at the US title at this point, I think that would do. That would be great for Seth, and that would be great for Logan. I mean, Seth at this point is Teflon, right? Like, if he loses the U.S. title at at Mania to to Logan Paul, that doesn't do anything to Seth. It probably just puts him back on the path to uh, to the world title, right? Which, it frees which him should up. be good. So, I mean, give give Logan a, a mid card title. It, it can be the IC title, but I mean, I think him a feud between him and Seth makes more sense than than him and Gunther at this point. You know what I mean? It could be the it could be the tag team titles, like you tag said team, earlier. Yeah. He has a brother who has no, no problem um, putting in the work, training, doing what he has to do. And look, he could come in. He doesn't have to be the sound technical wrestler that Logan is, which, you know, not to say Logan's Bret Hart or anything like that, <laughs> but crazy. you could have one who's going to fly around and do a lot, and one could be the brawler. No, I think a lot, a lot of people have called Logan Paul the next Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> You just you just killed a piece of Greg's soul right there. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's hurting. Uh, listen, it's it, it'll be a lot of fun. I think that I think that whatever happens is going to be good. It's it is going to be interesting to see though how they take Logan Paul and 
what up his usage like try like what like i mean can they really have someone like logan paul carrying a belt even though he's only he's you know part-timer into the extreme and not still not really a wrestler i mean as over as he is with the fan with the with, you know the diehard fans and he is over because he's a good wrestler you know and he's, he's he seems really committed to it and and you know, I mean, he's he's just a lot of fun to watch. He's won us all over. I think you put some, you put a belt on him, and that all goes sideways real fast. You know, I, I think the the obvious protection of him also is to have him win. Just have just get Roman disqualified, right? Like the, the but if you line. get Roman disqualified, then they then the feud has to continue. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, maybe but, not though. He didn't face Seth again after the Rumble. He just got disqualified and moved on. That's true. I mean, the bloodline is the ultimate ace up his sleeve as well, right? Where it can just be, you can revisit right. that feud down the line um, and, and keep Logan undefeated. I mean, if they kind of want to run that taker thing with him. But um, there's a lot of ways they can protect him uh, going into Saturday. So it, I'm not too concerned, but there's just no ways leaving with the belt. So let's just put it that way. I mean, the, the other thing is that you can kind of, Sami Zayn's not going to be there, right? But you could, in right. theory, in theory, you could like literally anything that involves Sami Zayn works. So, I mean, if Sami Zayn were there, you could have him cost Logan Paul the match and put those two back together. There's so much stuff you could... I mean, Sami Zayn covers up everything bad. I mean, he could, you could, he could just do absolutely anything. But he's not going to be there, so I don't know. I it, We might be overthinking this thing. This might just be Roman Reigns squash. Or not a squash, but, you know, a relative squash. There's no, In kayfabe, Logan Paul doesn't have a lot going for him either, right? I mean, it's like he called him out. The storyline is basically you're famous enough to call me out and get a title shot, but that doesn't make you good, right? right. And, <laughs> right. and you know, um, it could be he could walk right over him. I don't know. It's 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 really interesting, but it's all. But again, this is the sort of alternate universe version of WWE. I don't really know. I I can't imagine anything's going to happen here that's going to carry over too much, uh, and that makes it really difficult to tell the story, which makes it an interesting match to watch. So I think everybody and their mom is picking. Roman Reigns in this one. I will be going and placing some of the money that I need to feed my children on <laughs> Logan Paul. Logan just, Paul. <laughs> just, just in case. Those odds, just in those case. odds are so yeah. good. Don't tell my wife. Um, uh, but yeah, I think we all know what's going on there. Um, what, what else? What, what, what are you most excited about outside of that match on this show, Greg? I feel like Brock Bobby is going to be a banger, right? It's and it, it's just. The, the clash. People have been waiting to see it. Um, we got a taste of it earlier this year, but mm -hmm. just now, it feels like even without a title, the stakes are a little bit higher now. Well, can I? Here's my only hesitation because I agree. And and Bobby Lashley, Bobby Lashley, who I've interviewed, who who he's not really like shooting in these interviews. He's a pretty you know solid. He, he's he, he's a solid hand when it comes to you know being enough in character or whatever. But he's out there talking about how this feud's going to continue. You know, this isn't going to be the end of it. He likes to keep working Brock. Who knows if there's any reality of that or if he's just sort of talking it up that way. But my biggest thing with this one is that it still doesn't, like, the first time that they went at it, Bobby got hurt, right? And he kept landing weird on the suplexes. And it seemed at the time, we all kind of decided he was landing he was landing on the side because he had, was hurt on the other side. But then when Brock ran in at at uh, Barclay Center, Bobby was still taking the suplexes on his side. Like he was taking them weird. Like he was going to get, he was trying to, like he, he was risking getting hurt again. 
I'm just worried that like Bobby Lashley is just going to inadvertently just be broken in half in one in this match. Like, is it, it, it? Am I crazy? Am I overreacting to just the the visual of Bobby Lashley getting suplexed? No, I don't think you are. But I don't. I think you have to worry about that for both of them, right? Because these are True. both guys who are going to go full speed, full strength at each other. And um, we saw too. We saw Brock take a German suplex. From Bobby mm-hmm. and Brock didn't look very comfortable <laughs> comfortable in that position either. That's so true. Well, it's been they, a long time. They're just for gonna him. bang, man. They really are. It's just gonna be great. Yeah, I, I I'm very excited about this. I'm more excited than the first time. I just feel like I don't know. Like they, like this is yeah, this is a big moment for both of them in in very very different ways. Um, and you know you, you can't over you probably shouldn't get over excited about any Brock Lesnar match because I feel like every time that I do it's just a squash or you know it's something that ends up he has the potential to do some to work pretty quickly um, if he's just showing up for a check but I I think this is going to be I I think that there's a lot on the line here for both of them but that doesn't mean he's going to win because let's remember the Brock Goldberg matches too he worked very quickly (laughs) it took some L's to Goldberg and and what was a what was a good fun car crash of a match too Ben, since you're the one talking money on this show, if Brock Lesnar is going to lose to Bobby Lashley in Saudi Arabia, Bobby Lashley, in one of presumably his last matches, how much money is Brock Lesnar making? If 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 the law if a loss is written into the deal, <laughs> oh, you mean for this match specifically, or just yes, how deal? much for this match? <clears throat> Ooh, uh. High six figures. <laughs> He's got to travel all the way to Saudi Arabia for this too. Uh, it, Greg's it, pointing it, up. Yeah, I think if, I think if there was a lo- if if they said come back, go to Saudi Arabia and lo- put Bobby Lashley over. I think Brock's making two million dollars. <laughs> Same. <laughs> that's that's the lowest number that I can think of because what I've heard about these Saudi checks is that they're like WrestleMania level paydays. Oh, more, more. Yeah, but so. Conrad Conrad was was spitballing as he likes to say and I think that he had you know heard a rumor that Shawn Michaels got paid 3 million or something for his match. Um, for his match, his one match. <laughs> yeah, I think these are these are definitely carve outs at least for the super duper stars, you know. They're 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 signing side deals to agree to do this stuff. So I mean, it, you can make a lot of dough. I would love. I mean, if Bobby of everything that's on this card, I think Logan Paul winning the title would be absolutely shocking. Uh, but the moment that Logan Paul wins, I feel like you, we can all kind of start fantasy booking what the next five months are going to look like, four months are going to look like. Mm-hmm. I think almost as big a deal as that, maybe bigger, would be Bobby Lashley winning clean. As far as like how it changes the landscape of the current WWE. Don't you yeah. think that like Lashley getting that win and getting, I mean, just like making, like just demolishing Brock, if they went, if they did the, basically the Brock taker move, it's like Lashley's a guy now, Lashley's hanging around, Lashley's still here, let's make him the monster. Don't you think that, that would just be huge? I think so. And I think it's, it's it'll be a great passing of the torch and it, it, it'll sort of be history repeating itself too, right? Because when Brock Lesnar was around in the early 2000s and he left, Suddenly they had this guy with his same initials who was super duper muscular, who could wrestle, had the amateur wrestling background. They even gave Bobby Lashley Brock's old entrance back in the day mm-hmm. and they just slid him right into that spot. So now with Brock's career on the downside, Bobby is really right there. 
to be somebody who can take that spot and just be a guy who you have thrashed the roster, except he's there full time to do it. Big Cruz, what are you most excited about on this card besides those two matches? For me, I'm I've got Bianca Bailey circled. Uh, mm-hmm. mainly because I think Bailey's going to win. Uh, and uh, look, the last woman standing thing is always, that stipulation is always kind of weird for me now, especially if last man, last woman standing matches have basically become buried alive matches lately. Mm-hmm. Like you, just, <laughs> yeah. you just not allow them to get up by putting a bunch of crap on them. Um, I do think they're going to put on a show though. And I think that's going to be a banger. And like they, they, just, they just work so well together. And that storytelling has been phenomenal uh, for, yeah. for the last, since SummerSlam. Right where, where when they came back with damage control, so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to it has a lot of potential to steal the show. Obviously, I think you know Roman, Logan, Brock, Bobby; those are two matches that stand out. I think this is just gonna this might lead off the show um, and just kind of set the bar high. Um, yeah, but I'm really really looking forward to this. They're 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 working on a different level right now. Yeah, and somehow, presumably, this will feed into the war game setup too. Um, yeah. yeah, format yeah. TBA or TBD, but 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 I, you know, it it would be it would definitely be an old school war games vibe if Damage Control showed up with all the title belts, right? Um, and if they could maneuver that, that w- that would be pretty cool. Um, one other thing, total sidebar, but I think WWE officially announced slash confirmed that there will be a. Um, Bianca Belair, Montez Ford reality show coming to Hulu in the yes. distant future. I'm, I'm here for it, man. I'm here, for, I'm here for it too. I'm very, very excited. I mean, if you, you know, those of us who have had the opportunity to meet either or both of them know that they're both sort of exactly what you'd expect and somehow much like way more than you would expect in person, uh, different than you'd expect. Uh, they're they're going to be... It, it, there literally is no better wrestler in the, ever for a reality show, at least in the current wrestling landscape for a reality show like this than them. I mean, I'm guessing what the format's going to be. I don't know if this is going to be Hogan knows best levels of insanity, but it'll it'll be it'll be popular. Oh, um, it'll be it'll be Total Bellas for sure, right? Total Bellas, I think bigger Total than Total Divas. Bellas. I, I, I mean, think I so know, too. Well, well, Total Bellas obviously had a you know had some very specific parallels at the time, and it, it was good, you know, but it was. I just think this has the potential to be really special as far as these things go. And I know I'm just sort of adding myself as a reality show mark to say this by saying it, but <laughs> I, think it could be, I think it could be really great. Here's um, one interesting thing, and this doesn't really need merit, a, you know, a conversation, but all these, there's all these little things that, di- that are differences between the Vince McMahon regime and the current regime. Um, talking to the camera is kind of a good example, but all the kind of, you know, things that were just sort of a given in the old days aren't so really given anymore. It'll be interesting to see if, if they feel like it's necessary to have title belts on one or both of them specifically for the show. And again, whether or not they have to time the title reigns to run super long so that they're, they're champions when they're filming. And also when they're, when the show is airing, that kind of stuff always is always very weird. It was always very weird in the old days. I hope they don't care about it because it really just seems totally secondary to how great their personalities are going to be. But you know, Bianca Belair is a super duper star and it wouldn't shock me if she just held the title indefinitely because her star continues to rise. I think that putting the title on ba- on Bailey though right now is the right move. Yeah, I mean, Bailey is just, ever since she came back, has been doing just incredible work. Um, and, it, you know, it made sense that Bianca retained last time, but I think now 
especially after uh, Alexa and Asuka won uh, on Raw, the the tag titles. Uh, and, and to your point, Dave, I mean, they might Damage Control might win those titles back to walk into to War Games with all of them. But that was for me the biggest indicator that they're considering this title change to to give it over to Bailey, and, and yeah. she she's she's killing it too. She's she's doing great. Yeah, I think I mean that's where I, I I would that's the way I would fantasy book it to get all the titles back on damage control or on the damage control. But um, yeah, you can go either way. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We can, we'll circle back, I guess, at the end and go through our picks to see if you guys, you know, close the show with that. But we have Dynamite was kind of a huge night last night. Uh, not quietly huge because there was a lot of hype about it being about there being some stuff. And there wasn't one big, big, big moment. But there's a lot of stuff that I wanted to to run through. First and foremost, because there's nothing that we like more on pro wrestling podcasts than talking about CM Punk drama. But uh, Jericho's Chris Jericho's surprise opponent, his surprised former Ring of Honor champion proponent uh, opponent, was none other than Colt Cabana. Um, and lest there be any confusion, Dave Meltzer has uh, basically confirmed that yes, indeed, Colt was gone. Colt was off TV at the request or behest or loaded suggestion of CM Punk when he was there. And now that the post brawl out. CM Punk wildness is investigation is coming to an end or has ended. Um, we could be assured that CM Punk will not be back. And if you need any proof of that, it's because Colt Cabana is back and coming out to a, you know, to rapturous reception. And I mean, dude had like a tear in his eye coming out. I mean, it was, it was quite an appearance. Presumably he'll be a part of the Ring of Honor show when that is announced, hopefully in the not too distant future. Um, that was a big moment. Also, we got the 
shocking debut of Double J Jeff Jarrett uh, in AEW. How do you spell his name again? J E double F J A double double T. That's right. Uh, I mean, what a weird. I don't even know what to do with this. I do. I could probably spend half the show talking about the the Jeff Jarrett is elite tweet that went out because it both it acknowledged him as a front office employee, and, uh, which is true, but also just a little bit weird to be like the guy who just hit another guy with a guitar is our new head of live operations or whatever. I mean, it's a it's a well, I guess this is a pro wrestling world. We should embrace nuttiness like that. Who's it? What what made you more excited, Ben? The shocking return of Cole Cabana or the shocking appearance of Double J, Double J Jeff Jarrett? Oh, wait, wait. Had- Shibata was there too. Shibata, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the Jeff Jarrett thing has been fascinating to me over the last couple of months because he's just been so present, right? He was he was a special guest ref uh, at SummerSlam for for the tag titles for some reason, which which was a big deal. Uh, and he was in Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, uh, on the same weekend, yeah. On the same weekend, literally back to back, and now he's uh, doing guitar shots to Darby Allen's head. I, I mean, I always appreciate when he's back. It's always nice to see him because, uh, to to Greg's point, he always reminds us how to spell his name, which is you know, you know uh, refreshing because uh, I always forget every <laughs> every couple of years. Um, I mean, the Cole Cabana thing was more in- interesting to me because of what it said about Punk specifically, right? I've I've kind of had my own inner dealings and, and feelings about punk uh, lately, especially since the drama. But that was more intriguing because it was it was a definite sign that punk is done. He's out. Yeah. Like, like there's no yeah. way he's coming back. I, I Yes. The whole time that punk debuted and Cabana wasn't on TV, uh, there's a lot of people trying to argue, you know, it's not necessarily punk or punk wouldn't have done that or Tony. It doesn't matter what Tony Khan does because the two options at that point well, I guess there's I guess the third option, which I'll start with, is that like Cabana broke his leg and nobody knew about it. You know, whatever. I mean, there's there's, sure. there's, there's <laughs> right. a lot of there, there is there is the field does exist, but of secret like injury options, is, the, secret injury is a good option. But in the AEW, but yeah, but if, yeah if, for but, sure. But things that you can point at, it's either Punk said, I'm not gonna be there if Cabana's there. So you do whatever you want, or he didn't have to say it, and Tony Khan did it on his own accord, which is arguably worse. Right, that he would also feel impossible. This a- ambiguous, that that's right? But it, but it, this ambiguous. If if you know, Punk said something a little bit less definitive, and Tony Khan was like, "Well, I'll take matters into my own hands." I mean, listen, I'm actually less. Uh, I would less outraged about this, I think, than most people because CM Punk is CM Punk, and you know, if if you know, pick your dude. If if uh, if Giannis was like, dude, I cannot look. Grayson Allen in the face one more time, that dude would be sent home. I mean, it's just like that's that's the way that that the stars get to operate, right? Uh, no, Grayson, Grayson Allen taking Allen. shots. Uh, yes. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't Allen. mean to pick the guy that you would like automatically think of as that guy, but okay. But he, but, uh, but it's, he is that guy though. It's definitely yeah, true uh, on any team. Yeah, yeah. I'll so, say I mean, this. It's, it's, but but wait, I'll let, I'll let you finish. But the, but the 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 return of Colt Cabana. It's really significant because it's not just, oh, now we know what was happening and now that's over. It does sort of like draw the the line. I guess last last week with the elite promo starting, you could draw the line there. But 
But, you know, this the new era, the post-punk era has begun. But I think that the more significant thing is that the post-punk era is like a formerly like F-punk era, right? I mean, it's like, like it, this is not just, oh, we're just going to let bygones be bygones. Because for the very reason that Colt Cabana got a big pop last night, and the very reason, relatedly, that he wasn't on TV for the past however long, uh, Tony Khan's got to know that, I mean, the, 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 it's not going to know. The decision has to be made that not only are we moving on past punk, but it's just like, we're going to rub it in. We're like, we are going to be proudly and loudly and like, just, you know, scandalously post-punk. And I don't know. It's a, I think it's, it might turn out to be a really smart move. I think it's going to be a bad move. I think it's a spectacularly bad move. Go and on. that's what has me, that's what had me so outraged, right? Because you think about, when Punk left WWE, he did that podcast with Colt Cabana. Yeah. And how did WWE respond, right? They quietly fired him on his wedding day, which he took as a as a personal assault. But publicly and, and all the forward-facing responses were, including from Vince McMahon directly, we hope there's a way that we can work this out, right? Vince went on Austin's podcast, apologized. We hope there's a way they can work this out. Punk says he's done with wrestling. They invite him back to go on a show on Fox where his whole job was, tell us how much you hate what we're doing. And they reintroduced him to their audience. They said nothing, even though this, you know, there was some beef. There was a lawsuit going on. They said nothing. They did nothing. AEW's taking the exact opposite track of even though there was a meeting where the edict was, don't talk to the media. The media's hearing everything. There's all kinds of leaks Everybody's pretending that they don't know where it's coming from, although it's obvious where it's coming from. They're trying to devalue Punk with with an obvious character assassination and what is going to end up happening. And this is the part that has me so outraged is that it's going to end up with Punk back in WWE, mark my words, because they're driving his value down just enough that the price will be right. And they're poking the bear just enough that he's looking at WWE and saying, you know what? This might be water under the bridge. The enemy of mm-hmm. my enemy is my friend and we can do business. And when he ends up in WWE, we're going to see a completely different man, first of all, just because of the way they do business and, and he knows how everything operates over there. He's not going to play half the games that he played in AEW because he's, first of all, knows he's not going to get away with it. And... The WWE fans are going to be subjected to that. So, what so do you if, What do you think Punk's price tag would be to go to Saudi Arabia and lose to Bobby Lashley? <laughs> I mean, listen at his at his pre AEW character assassination rate would probably be like two three million, mm-hmm. but right now it's right now it's probably I'll say like high six figures, maybe even like nine fifty nine fifty k. Yeah. I don't think it's impossible, but like I said last week on this show, all oh, the he's chatter- going to Saudi. Listen, he's going to Saudi. He's going to WWE. He's he's laying down for Roman, laying down for Seth. He might even lay down for Cody. Going to be three big programs where he loses all the major feuds, takes his victory lap, goes into Hall of Fame, and he's gone. And Tony Khan will have Tony Khan to thank for it because it's just much e- like how is it easier to. You know, take every chance you can get to to throw shots at the man than just being quiet. He should come back and do the Brett versus Vince, like the like the you know, when they had the when Brett finally came back and he had the Schmazi match because he couldn't work with Vince. 
They should do that with Punk and Triple H. The Triple H because Triple H can't really work <laughs> yeah. anymore. Just to make just and make Punk lie down for Triple H just to make everybody lose their minds. I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, Triple H can poke him in the chest and then do like a finger poke of doom situation. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this that's is, this is that might horrifying. be Punk's greatest <laughs> Punk's greatest value would be in horrifying people. Just with stuff like that. Like, I cannot believe Punk agreed to this. Um, that would be really amazing. Um, I'm glad he talked about the WWE thing because that is floating out there. I said last week that he may well end up back there. I think that there's a lot of financial incentive on both sides for it to happen, but every bit of chatter about it right now is not actually about WWE. It's about the size of Punk's severance package or whatever, like whatever farewell agreement he's signing. He just has to keep the re keep the, the, the plausibility of him going to WWE out there so that so that AEW has to pay him more on the way out the door and to keep him from going there for a year or whatever it is. You think what's um, holding that up is the NDA? Because I would have to imagine that Punk sees AEW doing all of this, so he just can't wait to go on Austin's podcast and, and offer his rebuttal, right? Like, no, an NDA would shut all that down. The, the Cabana thing would not be within the, that happened last night, bringing Cabana back in the way that they did, would not actually be a, party, a part of any NDA or any deal that was signed, but it does feel like it, it's kind of thumbing your whatever like like deliberately thumbing the eye of whatever of that kind of deal i think i i would be shocked if punk had a full nda walking away from this because of that you know because there's no way i wouldn't i wouldn't advise him to sign one yeah and a mutual one is worthless because everybody's already been talking like everybody yeah, else absolutely he knows what they that and say. that's what he'll that's what punk would be saying too um anyway uh so we got Punk. I mean, sorry, sorry. So we got Cole Cabana back. We got Double J Jeff Jarrett uh, doing his. I mean, Jar Jarrett's now uh, cash checks from every single wrestling company in the history of mankind. I believe it's true. Uh, I, look, I looked it up. And <laughs> only, um, ECW is the only one that I didn't see on the list. But like, kind of surprising. Kind of surprising that he didn't that he never had a cup of coffee in ECW. And you think about some of the people that were coming through back then. But Jeff Jarrett was like. You know, I mean, I guess everybody else. He was just like shockingly employable back in those days until, until he, you know, in the before WWE bought WCW. He was always, always had a contract in hand before he walked out. Um, so, yeah. And then Shibata. Shibata apparently is doing, is, is gonna, I mean, he's gonna face uh, Orange Cassidy this week on Rampage. Uh, apparently, the two matches that he wanted in AEW were, according, again, according to Meltzer, were Orange Cassidy and Danielson. Um, I'm excited. Frankly, for the Orange Cassidy match, because like if Shibata, if that's one of two matches he wants with the entire AEW roster, I got to imagine that something pretty special is going to happen there. But Shibata Danielson is obviously the real like money match. That's going to be absolutely bonkers whenever that happens. And assuming both guys are at or near 100 percent, that could be one that we're like telling our grandkids about. So that's the exciting. first time they hit a headbutt, though, is going to be. Whoa. That should be the first spot of the match. Just double headbutt. Both of them go down. Every <laughs> double count out. Yeah, <laughs> we had another. We had another delete the elite promo, which I think we should just wait to talk about when we have a little bit more stuff. But if we're talking about promos, I'm. I have one big complaint about AEW last night. It was a really good show. Kept me on the edge of my seat most of the time. But I have a really big nerdy complaint, and that was that. That was that. Admittedly, great in a vacuum. House of Black promo package, because. They actually had the ability, which is so freaking rare in 2022, they actually had the ability to let you believe that the that some or all of these folks were going to WWE. They if they had just drag if they all they had to do was feed the dirt sheets a little bit of BS, 
Let everybody think that Alistair Black or Malachi Black is like, you know, getting out of his contract. If they hadn't argued so loudly against that all along the way. And then you could have him come back and like literally you could that could have been one of the most shocking returns in modern pro wrestling history. And yet and not only did they just not have him come back surprisingly and it, it, they could have teased it and made it insane. They could have but even if they just had him show up. But what we're just going to get get like a regular old promo package so that we all know that Alice of Black still exists. And when they show up in three weeks or something, we're all just like, yeah, OK, like now now prove it to me. You know, I mean, it's it was a great package, great narration, great, really well done. I'm excited that they're sticking around and still together. But man, I feel like that's a missed opportunity. It's definitely, it was definitely a great vignette. I was just confused. And to your point, like why they wouldn't now when the lights go out, when they inevitably re-debut, we're all going to know who it is. Yeah. And yeah. I think AEW utilizes the lights out thing way too much already. But now they've ruined the one time that this that would, it would matter. make sense and yeah, and, and, and matter. And it also, I mean, Malachi Black's character in AEW in general has just been, it's been kind of okay. Like it's been okay. It's been kind of stale. And like for the vignette to just remind us that it's probably going to be more of the same. I don't know. That also kind of bummed me out a little bit too, because I mean, to your point, Dave, like I, I'm excited that they're sticking around and that they're going to be back, but there's also no, I don't know. There's really no evolution. It feels, it feels very Bray Wyatt-y at this point, and Bray, and Bray Wyatt just does it better or is doing it better at this point. So, by the way, whoever was whoever sent around the tweet that compared Uncle Howdy to Malachi Black, I think had the entire internet going. Even though we all logically <laughs> knew it wasn't true, but it was like, oh wait a second, that does look a lot like him. All the Uncle Howdy things are great. I'm not sure if the Uncle Howdy tweet memes are better than the. CGI Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan head memes that are going around, but like I'll, I'm, yeah, Andre the Uncle, Giant one had me laughing so much. Uncle Uncle Howdy speculation is um is is you know pretty incredible. Um, not sure why they put the camera so clearly on Uncle Howdy's mouth when he's unable to talk. I can complain about that too, right? I'm not, I'm not I'm not a single promotion complainer. Um, I guess if the gimmick is he is. Finn, I mean, he is Bray Wyatt or someone else wearing a mask in kayfabe, then it makes sense that his mouth doesn't move right. But if it's supposed to be the sort of mythical creature, he should probably know how to move his mouth. That's just me. Um, but yeah, they, the, 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 the House of Black thing was bonkers. I mean, just bonkers. And what it really shows is, if we're is that I think, it, I, you know, armchair armchair psychologist over here, I think it's really showing an anxiety of that, that they, 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 AEW is more concerned about squashing the notion that people are wanting to leave than they are about telling the best possible story, which is not ideal. But whatever. Now, may maybe that'll be put to bed and, and that's fine. Um, we got to get back to Crown Jewel because uh, we got to cut this thing a little bit short today. Um, uh, before we do, is there anything from Raw SmackDown you want to talk, talk about? And I hope that one of you says the Johnny Gargano investigation into uh, The Miz. What did <laughs> It, how incredible was that, right? Like, it just, it was effective. Um, it was hilarious. It leaned perfectly into Johnny Gargano's strengths as yes. a sports entertainer, not just as a wrestler, because we know that Johnny Wrestling can wrestle, but but the other intangible stuff, they showed that he can do that too and do it well. And shout out to Byron for being the ultimate straight man during the segment. Byron and, was incredible during it that. All Byron, over. if they let Bron if they let Byron do that sort of stuff more often, 
I mean, with some frequency, then his move away from the desk was not just like whatever, whatever the reason was, it was a huge move in the right direction. Cause he's oh, yeah. so, so good at that. I mean, that, who, Byron might get, Byron might get hired away based on that, based on that. I mean, he, like you see him do that and it's hilarious, but it's also like, oh yeah, like CNN will hire him. You know, <laughs> like, he, like he's going to go <laughs> get true. like a real world job because it's he's so true. good at playing that, that character. Um, the Gargano thing was hilarious. It's so funny because I'm watching it and I'm just like, well, they're doing a great job of like mopping up this storyline that they didn't have any interest in after Vince stepped down. I was like, oh no, but this was never Vince. Was this always the plan? Was this always where this thing was going? <laughs> no idea, but it, it kept it interesting, right? Because it was just like, how many more times could Dexter Loomis attack The Miz and, and you know, and pop up in random places, and the Miz always fine the next week. And I now feel it so it all. the way that they played with the notion of kayfabe, and the and the questions that we have basically aged out of asking. Right? We 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 joke around or whatever, but it's at the point where like, yeah, when you're like in like eighth grade or whatever, you're just like, oh yeah, well, why does he just poke him in the eyes when he's in the sleeper hold? Like whatever. Like th- you stop doing that because you have to give yourself over to it, or it's sort of a lost cause. But the way that they played around with that, I almost felt violated by like how both like unusual and gratifying that was. It yeah. was so like, of course, how does he keep getting abducted and then he gets back? How do uh, it doesn't make any sense? But it's <laughs> it's wrestling. We give ourselves over to that stuff, and the and you're gonna take that away. It's like it's wonderful. It's amazing. It's smart. But wow, even it's the like champ it's, a it bit. is it is uncomfortable. Yeah, even the champ a bit of like Miz earlier in the night. Where's my Where's my best friend? And Johnny just being like, "Yeah, he's injured." I texted him, "Get well soon." <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? It's like <laughs> it was all perfect. As was- a uh, As a Law and Order fan, the reveal of that of Miz being involved in his own kidnapping and assaults it was just Chef's kiss. It was just everything that is in my life that I enjoy <laughs> coming together. And and to your guys' point, I mean, when Johnny came back, we all just thought he's going to just put on a bangers. Uh, I wasn't really expecting him to go down this route of just being a comedic genius, um, which yeah. uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> right. all for. And, and he's he's great at it. He's he's phenomenal. So I'm sure he's going to put on bangers eventually. And I, I could wait personally, but if if, they, if this is how they wrap it up, I, I am sign me up. This is uh, this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's really really great. Um, I yeah, I mean that's I presumably everyone that's listening to the show has seen that. If you haven't, not, don't just go back and watch it, but like give yourself, you know set aside a few minutes and really really watch it with the volume up but on your tv and it's like it's it's just a very gratifying thing and, I mean, and can we talk oh sorry can we talk about the miz too for a second and just like his character arc and how once he decided that his character was going to be really famous guy like hollywood a-lister mm-hmm. he he I, I feel like he doesn't get enough credit in hollywood for how much he understands Hollywood, because he's been able to bring over the stunt double, the the entourage, the celebrity power couple, and now the celebrity stalker, and give you all these incredible stories. Even with Naomi, like the the creepy Hollywood exec, he he took together, he took like pieces of things that people think they know about Hollywood, and throughout his over almost two decades long career in WWE. He has brought us all those little pieces. Every time you think he's getting stale as like a refresh and he gets going for like another year or two. Yep. It's really great. 
Um, we got to get out of here. Let's really quickly run through and do some uh, uh, crown jewel predictions so we all get on the record. Uh, no explanations necessary. Just give me the give me your pick, and you know you can react to the crazy picks from the other person. All right, starting at the bottom, Alexa Bliss and Asuka versus Damage Control, Dakota uh, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. Who you got, Greg? Damage Control. Ben, I've got um, Alexa and Asuka. Uh, okay, I'm going to go with damage control on this one. The Usos versus the Brawling Brutes, that being Ridge Holland and Butch. Um, Greg, who you got? Usos. Usos. Usos all the way. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. We talked about this one a little bit, but officially for the record, Greg. I'm going Bianca. The streets have been calling her Jane Cena, and I see no reason <laughs> to doubt that. I'm, uh, I'm going Bailey. Uh, just represented for the base. So I'm, I'm going to go Bailey here, too, and it's partly because, listen, when. When Bianca won the title initially, she had that first feud with Bailey. I was the one at the time saying Bailey should win. I think that Bianca just needed the little back and forth. And I kind of feel like even though she's much more established now and way better now and it's lit, I kind of feel like she still needs it. I feel like the more, the more weird situation, not weird, but the more different situations you can put her in, the better for her overall development. And as good as she is, Cena's not a bad comp. She's way better than Cena ever was in so many different ways. But like, we, mixing it up with her, I think, can only help her grow because it, she's like an A. She's an A plus that can somehow get higher and get better as she gets more developed and weirder. So you know, I, I would go with Bailey. Okay, uh, Big Omos versus Braun Strowman. Greg, Omos. He has the X factor. He's MVP. Ben? I got Braun. Braun. They gotta. They gotta give him I something want, since he came back. I want to say Braun, although I kind of feel like. I don't know. This is Saudi Arabia. Maybe it's just the most freakish looking person wins. I, I don't know. I, it's it's hard for me to decide. I'm going to, my gut says Braun, so I'm going with Braun, but I can't, this is the hardest one on the whole card for me. All right. Um, Drew versus Car- Drew McIntyre, Karrion Cross, steel cage match. Greg, who you got? I feel like Drew needs it, so I'm giving it to him. Ben? I feel the opposite. I feel like Cross needs it, so I'm going with Cross. I feel like Drew needs it if we're just if we're going on needs it, and I just can't put my wrap my head around a world in which Drew wins. I still think the move with Drew is is a low key or high or big time repackaging. Um, and I so no I more just, sword. You're out on the sword. No, yeah. you know I I have said it five hundred times <laughs> yeah. on this on this show, and I. And it's so dumb. I understand it. But like at one point I was watching him and I just wrote Braveheart Sting on the piece of paper that I was holding. I just want (laughs) him in like black face paint and a black kilt just like looming in the background of things and not saying anything. Like that's like he's a great talker, but like just let him be ominous. Like he's never ominous. And that's like look at him. He's so you should people should just look at him and be like, holy shit. And I, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm going to go with Cross just because I don't really know what to do with that one either. Uh, Brock versus Bobby. Greg, who you got? Bobby Lashley. Ben? <sighs> this hurts my soul. I'm, I'm going Brock. Uh, I just think he needs... <laughs> he hasn't won in a while, so I'm assuming it's coming. I'm going to go with Brock because I think that's the, that, that just the odds are in, the, in that... Uh, 
should be on that side. But man, I hope Bobby wins. Uh, frankly, I'm going to look at the whole, uh, we're doing our picks. A lot of people already have their picks in. If everybody picks Bobby, I'm going Brock. But I might, I might be, I might be pushed the other way, depending on what the picks are on that one. So, the picks I gave on Cheap Heat might be different. So we'll, we'll it's just, okay. They're always. We'll different. just go with my official. Uh, Greg is, hedge, Greg is playing, hedging. I'm what playing is my heart right now. Last one before the obvious one: the OC versus Judgment Day. Who you got, Greg? Judgment Day, of course. Ben, this is the toughest one for me. I'm going the OC, but I'm it's it's like fifty one forty nine. They have to, they're going to bring in the female uh, equalizer, apparently. Who knows who that's going to be? That would lead you to believe that the OC was going to, you know, have something exciting that would lead them to victory. But Judgment Day is just getting the push of all pushes, right? So I, I feel like it has to be Judgment Day. I don't know. And then Roman Reigns versus Logan Paul. Uh, Roman Reigns is going to win. You guys can't talk me out of it. I know you tried. <laughs> that was at my behest. At my... Um, I have to go right now. Um, guys, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Be sure to check out Cheapy. Thanks for having us. Be sure to check out all the shows because Ben's producing them, basketball stuff too. Book of Wrestling, taking a little break, <laughs> but it'll be back soon. And um, you can find me on the press box, all that kind of stuff. Check out all the shows in the Ring of Wrestling feed. Thank you for listening. Thanks as always to our babyface producer, John Kerma. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Actually, we'll see you after Crown Jewel on uh, Spotify Live. Check that out. And then we'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. See you later.